0: The Origins Of is a podcast about ancient wisdom, crazy myths, everyday objects, and the overall creativity and innovation of mankind. Join Jesse and Olivia as we delve into the why behind everyday origins.
1: I'm Olivia. Hi, I'm Jesse. And I am so excited about our episode today.
0: We're getting real deep and getting um, more fine-tuned, I think, with our topics. So today, we'll start the first of a couple of episodes that we're working on that are going to revolve around origins of different Christmas things.
1: Yeah, or holiday. Holiday yeah. things. Tradition, yeah. ritual. Um, and I think we're going to try to really focus on, like I just said, tradition and rituals. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just the, where did Christmas, Christmas trees come from? It's right. going to be more um, digging into why we love the things we love around the holidays.
0: Yeah, because we have some really serious things that we're, that we do... Around the holidays, that are kind of weird, or we, we do. don't know why. <laughs> so that's what we're doing today. Yeah. Um, Jesse's going to start us off with candles. And Olivia will be doing string
1: lights. Yeah, that go <laughs> on your Christmas tree. I tried to focus on all around string and lights that you would hang up at all, but surprise, yeah. it all <laughs> It <Christmas. laughs> goes back to that. Um, I'm really excited for you to do candles because I own a hell a ton of candles <laughs> and I love candles and I like candles all the time
0: no matter the weather or anything well i have a lot to tell you about candles yes (laughs) so um it should come as a surprise to no one that virtually every society uh uses candles and they have discovered them in early um societies i'm surprised pretty much all over yeah about egypt Yeah, actually, Egypt is where they probably got started. You're kidding! Mm -hmm. I just said that out of nowhere. I don't imagine the Egyptians having a candle. You should know by now that they're sort of a trifecta. It was either uh, China, China, Europe, or Egypt, um, right? China, Egypt, or like Rome, basically. Yeah. So early, 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 early Europe.
1: I'm still surprised by that because it's like so hot in Egypt, and I feel like they had torches. Like when I imagine. Mm, right, but don't
0: don't think of candles as providing heat think of them as providing oh, you're right. light you're right so that's really why they're so pervasive because everyone needs light you know you're right we just had daylight savings and it's going to get dark yeah like five o'clock and <laughs> What would we do if we didn't have light? I'd be really sad. (laughs) Um, So arguably, um, there there are a couple different sources that quote different people who had them first, but pretty much um, it says the Egyptians were using wicked candles in 3000 BC. BC. So roughly (laughs) 5000 years ago. Now, it does say that the ancient Romans were credited with even earlier um, candle use by dipping papyrus, um, like a rolled up piece of papyrus, by dipping it in uh, tallow or beeswax. Hmm. Um, and even that before that, ancient Egyptians were possibly soaking piths of reeds in melted animal fat to make a torch. However, these didn't have a wick, like what we think of as a candle. So mm-hmm. they kind of say it was a precursor to it. But almost just think of them taking a piece of yeah reed and just having a, a source of light. Can you imagine Basically. how gross that be if it was your
1: job? Like, yeah, it's like you're the candle maker, you have to go get the animal fat, yeah, and
0: dip it. So that was actually a thing that I learned that I didn't know that the, re- the original um, wax was mm-hmm. animal fat. Um, I did know that one. So it seems pretty logical, yeah. I guess, but I didn't, I didn't yeah. think of it. It's actually called tallow. It's the white, nearly tasteless fat of cattle or sheep, and it was used Ew. also for soap, margarine, and lubricants for various tools and stuff and so they yeah they also used it to make produce light
1: oh i just made a face because that's so uh, gross it is <laughs> it's like it's pretty gross it and lights and, up it's
0: lube it's <laughs> but they apparently it was really really smoky and i'll get into that in a little bit that's why they had to come up with different things besides mm. the animal fat because it it kind of burned smoky that <laughs> so makes sense. it was unpleasant Um, I'll talk a little bit about that. But an important thing to note about the candle is that once the wick is lit, it burns low, slow and even, making it an effective method for light. So one thing that's important to note is that it was actually used as a method of timing something. So if like an auction or uh, some type of event was gonna be on for four hours, they would use yeah. the candle as a time as a timer because it was very even burning and it um it was good at keeping time.
1: Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's,
0: That's really cool interesting.
1: Thing. Yeah, I d I wouldn't have lumped that in with my time making things. No,
0: me neither. Exactly. I thought it was really cool. We should bring it back.
1: So what we should do <laughs> time the candle. school day or time work by
0: well, the candles out. And it's kind, it's kind time of time
1: to retire.
0: Kind of like a um you know those um oh my gosh an hourglass yes <laughs> like yes. an hourglass yes. similar um though i don't really know at the beginning if you know how long your candle would burn that's why you have candle professionals yeah yeah you just which, go to your local which professional? Yeah, <laughs> slightly yeah but so um historians believe the earliest candle may have been invented by primitive man who dipped dried branches of into animal fat producing a slow burning reliable source of light so Pretty much so smart. The same, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty smart. Um, there is evidence of them using it in China during the Qing Dynasty, um, earliest candles. They credited it at about 200 BC, which is much later than the Egyptian uh mm-hmm. time frame they gave. Um, and that in India they made them from a wax residue that came out of boiling cinnamon, actually, which is pretty cool. They probably smelled amazing, mm-hmm. they probably smelled super good and like. Early form of incense or something. Early smell of Christmas. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> and, that, right. <laughs> and mostly historians have pretty much deemed that many societies used the animals or plants that were around them to create light, to right. make a wax that something that would burn that they could use to make light.
1: Right. You know that expression, like use the whole animal? yeah (laughs) this would have been don't forget to
0: use the wax for candles we can actually use that use the fat for wax for candles um another cool thing that they used for fat was the fish called the eulicon Mm -hmm. and it was literally nicknamed the candlefish because during its spawning season the body fat was so high in the fish that you could catch it kill it and dry it and then it could be used as to light a candle wow um lit and used as candle yes Oh, it kind of so, grosses me out. Fish fat. Ugh. Lots of pleasantness, but hey. It didn't smell as good as the cinnamon candle. <laughs> no. <laughs> I cannot imagine that. It would have been as pleasant. But we will do any, a lot of things for our light sources, for sure. So by the Middle Ages, they introduced beeswax in Europe. And so they start to look a little more like the candles we might have today. Mm. Um, it created a pleasant smell. It was pure, clean, and less smoky um but it was important to note that the these candles were still fairly expensive so they were used mostly more in churches and religious ceremony and less um in the everyday in your home still you would u- still use the tallow animal fat candle because it was much Ew. cheaper mm-hmm. hmm. Another interesting thing kind of from that time was that the colonial American women actually had a part to play in some development of a type of candle that was made using the bayberry bush. And they discovered that if you boiled it, um, boiled the berries, it would produce a sweet smelling wax that burned clear. Um, However, it was extremely tedious to make, so it didn't really stick around too Mm. long, but it was definitely a development in a better, more pleasant candle. That's awesome! So, mm-hmm. um, yay, I, colonial women. Yeah, yay, colonial women. <laughs> Though I did note that it's slightly like, basically, a an artisan candle that's pretty much not worth <laughs>
1: making. It's a lot of work, and you could have just bought one. I mean, right. technically, all the candles we buy today don't do anything except smell good and look pretty. Mm,
0: well, yeah, but I mean, that's that's pleasant. That's the aesthetic, yeah. right there. Yeah, is yeah, that there.
1: it's an aesthetic yeah, thing.
0: And if you've ever had the power go out of your house and tried to live by (laughs) candlelight, can you even imagine having to do that as your norm? Because it's just not that bright. You have to light a lot of candles, I think, to get Mm -hmm. a decent amount of light for you to even be able to read. So that was the Middle Ages. Then we get to some of the kind of innovations that happened in candle making, notably in the 18th century. The first major change was... The use of spermaceti, which is the crystallized oil from the sperm whale.
1: Okay, so I was about to say sperm, are you about to go sperm into sperm whale
0: <laughs> sperm whale oil. So you know, like whaling, that was the height. The 18th century, Aww. late 18th century, was like the height of whaling uh, industry, and so you had whale blubber, um, which a lot of like. Um, it's kind of sad. I'm sad. Oh, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to talk about sad. <laughs> There's a lot of things in dealing yeah. with animals and hunting that are sad, that's, but okay, that's you're not right. what we're talking about. You're right. You're right. You're right. We're talking about whaling in the late 18th century, uh, <laughs> and they would use the spermaceti, which again, going back to using all parts of an animal, Hey, You're right. Can You know eat the blubber, but you can also take some of the oil and you oh, can- you can eat um, it? What um, do no, you use it? You can, yeah. People eat whale blubber. That's like a thing. Oh,
1: man. I don't like when my meat is like super fatty. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I'll pick mm-hmm. around it. And I think you're, you're supposed to like enjoy it, but I just, Uh
0: I don't, I don't do that. We recently ate some brains. I can't even remember from what animal and it, you want to be like, yeah, this is delicious, but I can only just, it just, it tasted like eating a brain. It it was texture kind of. Blubbery, <laughs> it was, it was a little, it's a, it a lot, <laughs> but anyway. So, wow, whales. uh, the benefit to the whale spermaceti was the uh brighter light, it produced a brighter light,
1: really. Um, mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. I thought this would come from the wick stuff and not really necessarily the, the blubber. Yeah, they the did
0: the, the development, um, over time of different things to go in the wick actually was kind of a whole subset that I didn't get much into, but there is stuff you can mm-hmm. look up about use of various wicks over time especially notably using a two-ply uh so if you have a cotton or linen that Mm. you would roll it you know that you you see like um, almost like yarn you think of it being rolled up -hmm. okay that was a development i think it made for more even uh burning of all of the wax so that's Mm -hmm. a thing but i didn't really get much more um into that Um, Mm. but yeah it did produce a brighter light and then the next big development in the 1850s a man named james young refined paraffin wax um by Mm. uh, by distilling coal so this is where we get petroleum wax which is a so being a so this wax being a byproduct of Mm -hmm. petroleum um development and in the 1830s uh, sorry, one more thing going slightly back. <laughs> oops. In the 1830s, they came up with a mechanized production that literally had a movable piston to eject candles as they solidified. So you could like pour the wax, chop it, push it out, pour the wax, chop it, push oh, yeah. it out. So that you could make candles much faster. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of those those innovations did have an impact on the candle industry.
1: Making it probably cheaper mm-hmm. for people to be able to afford that's like the big thing usually
0: yeah right in time for 1879 when the light bulb was invented oh yeah there we go we're about to cross paths (laughs) we are about to cross paths so yeah basically um, life for the candle post light bulb obviously sort of declined Um, but what's interesting is that it remained in generally the same state of popularity so once there were light bulbs obviously people might still supplement light in their home with candles and it pretty much stagnated the production of candles but it stayed popular sort of a flat line right for about a century
1: yeah I mean there's something about a candle and I don't know if it speaks to like our internal I don't know our collective like what's that word nostalgia of of, well I think very much so because I mean it's more like who what would you prefer like if you're like at your home and it's like a comfy, cozy evening. Like, would you prefer to like turn on all your lights or like know, light a lamp? It's total uh,
0: ah yeah, huga, right? Yeah. It's just very pleasant and mm-hmm. super cozy. But so that's my point is that there was about a hundred years of just flat line hmm. until about until the nineteen eighties when candles exploded. Why? So well, just Tell they us. grew in popularity. Whether it was decorative, they became popular as gifts, as mood setters. Um, new scents, new waxes were being developed. Like for the first time in a century, people were investing in coming up with new ways to have candles. They have things like soy candles. Yeah. And so it kind of burgeoned in, you know, things like Bath and Body Works and you you have all the scented candles. Um, So it's funny. I don't know. There's probably a story there. Like maybe someone just decided to market 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 that, you know, as a, as a thing so that's when it has increased and it's remained high since then of just being a decorative item being a gift uh there's a funny snl i was just s- gonna mention the <laughs> snl skit about, about the, 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 the candle kid. that keeps getting passed around it you just re-gift re-gift yeah. re-gift
1: which i like. like if i get a candle i'm excited and i will actually burn the entire candle like i know some people just like have them around their home but oh no like i use I them, use them. Yeah. i get
0: really mad when they don't smell when you burn them though they only <laughs> smell if you stick your nose up to them like yeah. I want the ones that that's why I like the Bath and Body Works candles because mm. they do actually smell when you burn yeah them,
1: but so. I like to light like 10 at a time which will con- his conflicting smells <laughs> yeah, I, I have a few have. that are
0: like the kind you get it yeah. like
1: you know that are like unscented that you yeah. put in other little containers yeah. um that's that's interesting 1980 everybody's like you know what we're back into candles pretty much so let's do the it
0: was a big it was a big yeah. phase yeah so Obviously, what I have neglected to talk about so far is candles in religion and ceremony. Mm-hmm. Because even though I mentioned that candle, uh, candles be- became popular again in homes around the 1980s, candles have pretty much always existed in many yeah. religions and mm-hmm. in ceremony and in ritual. So that's a little bit of what we're talking about as well. Yeah. So especially with... Um, Our holidays. Yeah, Yeah.
1: you're all lighting candles, but you don't know why. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) So, pretty much, no matter what your belief system, probably there's a candle involved because even uh, the ancient winter solstice uh, celebrations of pagans or Norse or people from long ago have pretty much used, um, they would use a light to represent spring coming. What? so that's interesting super old mm-hmm. yeah. so that's one right mm-hmm. then we have their use in jewish hanukkah which is yeah. the festival of lights mm-hmm. it centers around the lighting of candles and dates to 165 bc uh, and if probably i knew more about the <laughs> jewish story of what <laughs> happened i would know why uh 165 bc might be a relevant date mm-hmm. i'm sure um and, and in in that case it's um, using that concept of light as a symbol of joy and life-giving power mm-hmm. um, and it's opposite then darkness as death and destruction. So if you think about that, all of the reasons that it's involved in pretty much any belief system is going to be because it pretty much represents light and life-giving. Right, mm-hmm. which, which makes sense. Um, so fire is obviously an important element in worship used in many religions. Notably the Yule... Uh, Yule as a season, mm-hmm. which is a nor- Nordic practice. and oh. so why we call it of of From Germany, <laughs> Germany in the Norse huh. region. Yeah, so it's, I was reading a little bit about the Yule because of Yule log. It comes up when you talk yeah. about Christmas trees and light. So it does have to do with, um, it's that season, which was a solstice season mm-hmm. and it was a, a holiday. And for that reason, they burned the Yule log. And there's there's some ritual behind burning of the Yule Log, mm-hmm. but that's another source of using flame and light in right. in yeah. mm-hmm. this time of the year. Um, you also have the, the Parsis adoring fire. That's part of Zoroastrianism. Um, they saw fire as the visible expression of Ahura Mazda, the eternal principle of light and righteousness. And uh, the Brahmins worshipped it as divine and omniscient. So a lot of and as I'll get to when I talk about Christians, it's also it's just kind it of like a representation of their God. Um, so the Hindu festival of Diwali is also held every November and it celebrates Lakshmi, who is the goddess of prosperity, mm-hmm. and that and that's, in that in um, that uh, holiday, temples and houses are illuminated with countless lamps. So hmm. it's like a, so you basically, or? yeah, you um, decorate with light so Mm -hmm. that's also a practice and then with christianity fire and light are symbols of divine nature reminding people god is present also you have if you're going to throw in some christmas stuff you're going to have the star of bethlehem and the significance of that light not to mention jesus being uh the true light so christ Mm -hmm. the christ light and those types of things so it's if i mean if you've ever been to church especially around christmas time it's gonna <laughs> yeah, be there's gonna candles. be candles you're gonna have the advent season which you have the lighting of a candle each week leading up till christmas and then the last light the fifth light is jesus and that is on christmas eve when you light the, the fifth candle um also the saint lucia uh ceremony or um holiday which is in sweden you would um let's see especially on christmas eve church is like um, a sort of a well-known thing where it's when they turn on all the lights and you just have candlelight, and it's really fun. So everyone gets their candle when they go into the um, sanctuary, mm-hmm. and then what they'll do at the end of Christmas church is once someone will go down the to all the pews and light the first candle of the first person in the pew, and then it, they pass it to the next person, to the next person, oh, wow. to the next person, and so all the candles are lit using starting with the light of the Christ candle. So. Um, it's really cool and all the lights are turned down and it's just lit by candle and then usually they sing till at night at least that's what the guys did done when i've <laughs> gone <laughs> um but it's really cool and very special and so it's an important use of candles in that type of ceremony um that's really neat mm-hmm. for one yeah. candle because that's the thing Take about can- like
1: one light can light all of them and yeah. they, they stay and they they're like spread. so calm and they don't it's not like yeah. super fast like a match you know
0: it's it's Makes it really meaningful, I think. I love candles. Yeah. I love candles. Yeah. So um, there was a, the Wikipedia article, actually, (laughs) the article literally says, to trace the gradual elaboration of the symbolism and use of ceremonial lights in the church would be impossible here. So pretty much um, there's a lot to do with ceremony of lights and Candles in churches. um They're used notably in the Catholic faith for honoring the dead, saints, martyrs, etc. You go into a Catholic church, you'll often see the little area to the side where you can light a candle, mm-hmm. you know, to say a prayer. And so they're just very, very pervasive. They're everywhere in religion. Yeah. So it's a little overwhelming to cover all of that. Mm-hmm. Suffice to say, they're important. Yeah. Um, especially. To light Christmas trees <laughs> and uh, lights in windows, so I hate oh, putting yeah. candles in windows. So if I could briefly cover those two yeah. um, elements, I think that's a good segue. Yeah, <laughs> for, for your topic. But you're right
1: about the window thing. I mm-hmm. see that a lot, and I always thought it was like pretty, but I would I didn't realize there was a thing behind it. That there yeah, there's like a,
0: a little a... there's a little story. It, it's mm-hmm. most of the things I think when I've been researching so far about some of these religious holidays is that some traditions they They're really sticky they they catch on from some one random tradition and then they just are super pervasive Hmm. so and and then once we like doing them we love it like forever you know like santa claus or a christmas tree or (laughs) things like that we're like yes we're definitely gonna keep doing that in our in our society so with putting uh lights on your christmas tree there are a number of different theories and kind of folk tales about the beginning of why you would put lights on a christmas tree Um, starting with the people who claim they had the first Christmas tree. Um, If you look into this, both Latvia and Estonia claim it. Basically, they had this ceremony where they would carry the tree around in the street, sing and dance, and then burn it. So going back to the use of flames. Mm -hmm. Um, But that there is a nice um, summation. This made the most sense to me on um whychristmas.com.
1: I was on whychristmas.com. <laughs> yeah. Yay. It's got some
0: good stuff on there. Yeah. So, but they were they basically said um Christmas trees as we know it um basically stems back to this story, which may or may not be true, but I think it probably makes a ton of sense. I think the same thing probably would have happened to me. Um Martin Luther.
1: This, yeah. Yeah, okay. in I the 16th the century.
0: Uh-huh. The German the German um religious figure. Uh, He was walking through the woods one night before Christmas and looked up to see the stars shining through the branches. And he thought it was so beautiful. He went home and told his children. It reminded him of Jesus who left the stars of heaven to come to earth at Christmas. And so pretty much since then, it's been a thing. He's arguably Mm -hmm. the first person to like take a tree in the house and put lights up on it yeah so
1: that's also what i read coming across it wasn't even the same site but i and i obviously didn't cover christmas trees but the Mm -hmm. name got mentioned across articles and it's definitely debatable but it's you know, likely. Um, yeah. And it's lovely. So, yeah. It, and it does it, go back to when religion.
0: When I th- can imagine standing in a forest and seeing the stars through the trees and being like, wow, that looks really pretty. Yeah. How can I replicate that in my <laughs> own decorating style? Painting? No. Mm, Maybe I'll just bring the actual I'm just going tree. to get candles and a tree and Somehow. make my house a fire hazard <laughs> because that sounds fun. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, there is a Huffington Post article written about going back quote unquote to <gasps> oh i'm gonna cover that uh, uh okay to, okay good because i'm but they, they were basically like yeah i mean why wouldn't you just get some candles it's oh i'm gonna cover can it. do this
1: <laughs> I got, so I, it do this. leads into christmas light so i did cover okay. it there's All like right. a huge oh, I'm so but we can kind of combo it right here yeah guys there's a huge <laughs> resurgence of putting candles on your christmas tree, like real candles okay we're gonna put a few few tips here number one <laughs> these are only meant to be lit for small amounts of time, right. do not leave your house. Have a bucket of water nearby, like um, a bucket of water, because right? Of because like, you might light your
0: Christmas tree <laughs> yes, on fire. So you just, might light just your just putting, putting that out there.
1: Um, yeah, the resurgence is huge because that's when I was I because was, I really wanted to talk about Stop ritual. It. Oh no, there's whole sites <laughs> dedicated to like why Christmas lights are false and you should be using actual candles. And they sell like these gold Christmas clips where you clip on the um, the candle holder.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes. Okay, well that's fascinating. Yes. If you want, we can just skip straight to no. That. Go I can windows. tell you quickly about the windows. Thing, yes, I want windows because I think it's so pretty. Mm-hmm, it's really pretty. It just feels yeah. good to see them. Yeah, it's very happy. So apparently, in the 1930s in Colonial Williamsburg, they were looking for a way to harken back to an old colonial Christmas. Hmm. So they have, you know, they definitely capitalize on their nostalgia there and so they were looking back in some of the records to see if there was anything that could be used that was a tradition in colonial america but pretty much because the colonial americans were anglican and christmas wasn't a big holiday for their um that you know that denomination they didn't really have a lot of ideas so um they were like mm-hmm. They, they found in 1893 that a landscape architect had lit candles in the windows of his house. So they were like, that sounds good. Let's do that. And they put <laughs> some of them in official buildings. Um, so they had them in like kind of the official buildings of Clinton Williamsburg. And it, it was one of those sticky ideas yeah. that caught on. And so by the 1940s, department stores were like selling out of their stocks of candles around the holidays because people were buying them and putting them in their windows because they liked it so yeah. much.
1: It really goes back to, um, if you listen to our last episode on platinum scars, a lot of the reason why you start wearing scarves is because other people were doing it. Like I hate to tell everybody, but a lot of what you do is because you're following the pack, which isn't so bad. Mm -mm. I think tradition and ritual are beautiful. And I think just because one person did it. Doesn't mean you have to be hipster and like not do it. Like they, there's something to be said about you know I'm going back to a time in those colonial times when life was simpler and you could put a candle in the window. And mm-hmm. so I don't think that's a bad thing.
0: No, it's not. But it was it was definitely. And I I think I think especially around holidays people tend to want to lean in. You know and yeah. have their looks like I'll put some pretty candles in my window. Right. So. Just don't burn your
1: house down. Please don't get bring some your fake house ones down. if you're
0: going to put candles. And down. on that note, um, I, I'm pretty sure. We can cover briefly that we do do want to recognize that candles are also part of birthdays, which is also part of ritual. We're not so much talking about that here, but I will just pretty much say that it has to do with kind of the notion of evil spirits visiting you on your birthday. And also just the pervasiveness of superstition. And also it was like a thing that they would use in Germany to like distract the children and make sure they were having a good time. <laughs> wait, and wait. also to protect them from evil spirits. Uh literally so much that they would that's also why they would use like noisemakers and like have a lot of people around. Um to it's always back to demon protect them from evil spirits. Um but also there is a um which one was it? I think in there was a pagan belief that you would, they, um, candles would be endowed, endowed special magic for your birthday. And so they would bring you good fortune. And so you could get, you could, you'd wish upon your candles. So that's really fun too. That's an unrelated note, but just no, since we're awesome. covering candles an and we're covering awesome ritual, it's really actually <laughs> weird. Why do we put candles on cakes? There you go. So pretty much there is an article that kind of summed up, like pretty much said, Basically, it's a superstition passed down from illogical people, adults, to more illogical people, children, who think it is powerful, magical, and cool. Um, Yeah, and the superstition especially came from a Swiss document in the 1880s where they found that they would light candles for each year. And once the cake is eaten, the person whose birthday, oh, before the cake is eaten, the person whose birthday it is should blow out the candles one after another.
1: That is, that's crazy. What's funny about that to me is like, I just have this picture in my head of this like suburban home where they're like, we don't believe in the spirits and things, but blow out the candles, Billy! Make a wish. <laughs> Make a wish it'll yeah. come true if you blow yeah. out. Like, oh, okay. You're Absolutely. not superstitious, but you'll do this uh for sure um
0: so that is candles and candles in ritual um yeah and i'm really excited to learn more about all of this the fire uh, fire situation (laughs) okay so um, so i
1: also have a sticky tradition so i want to call it out here so that you guys stay around for the end of the episode but i have a christmas spider that i'm gonna get to at the end what it's awesome a christmas That's, spider yes. yes it is my kind of i love little spiders um listeners jesse and i oh, um yeah. both love like reptiles and creepy crawly things we do. like we like bugs go to the zoo and we're like where's the reptile house like yeah. i love all the like the, yeah i mean don't, i love all animals except for pigs and monkeys but <laughs> i especially love um, all of god's creepy Crawly, slimy guys so i was really excited to hear that there is indeed a christmas spider
0: i'm excited about that um, we'll get to that at the end i, I don't i like all bugs but i <gasps> will kill silverfish and i will kill cockroaches oh that's right yeah so, and mosquitoes but you'll, other you'll bugs i kill don't kill, kill i i i kill them i have a great book it stays <laughs> on the top of my refrigerator and it is the co- oh, cockroach no. killing book and it comes down <laughs> only when it blood needs to be spilled
1: Gross. <laughs> um and on that note okay. <laughs> okay um yeah so there's huge resurgence right now because i really okay so I, d- I did string lights um and i really wanted to do them from an aspect of like why do we even hang them up on our homes because you see nowadays you sell these beautiful lights that go in your backyard or for weddings and all of that but they start at christmas so it did lead me back to christmas which i was really excited about because yeah. i wanted to cover ritual
0: and they're so pretty they're i love nice. putting lights on my tree <laughs>
1: Right. Okay. So, um, so because I wanted to do ritual, I found the story of string lights and then I went back and I was like, yeah, but why, why candles in the first place or why lights in the first place? Um, and it just, it goes back to what you were saying. It really has a lot to do. I saw the Martin Luther name as well. It has Mm -hmm. a lot to do with, um, christianity and welcoming the light of jesus and putting on your tree and the exact word that you said but what's really interesting is that there is a huge push right now for the resurgence of clip-on candles to your tree like there are whole websites dedicated to hey everyone put your horrible lights away and i didn't instead even... of lights
0: yeah like... and then i'm just supposed to only have my candles on for like an yeah. hour per day and keep my bucket nearby exactly
1: yeah They're like, well, okay. So I'll kind of get into why that's that's a thing. But um, what I found funny about that is like, but they didn't say anything about fake trees. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, if you're gonna put a candle up, you need to at least get a real tree. (laughs) Like, I just feel like, okay. So I actually found a quote um, from a German website called Christmas Gifts from Germany dot com that is the actual website
0: sounds like a sweet website you should probably check it out
1: Um, and it actually kind of goes over the tradition of like the german candle lighting and i just found this this quote really sweet and to kind of explain the ritual i've been reading a lot of quotes on this podcast love it it's gonna be my shtick his quotes um In her German-American childhood home, mom explained that lighting the tree candles was a special event reserved for specific times during the holidays. All the kids would be called to the dining room to sit and wait with intense expectation until their father would finish lighting the candles on the tree in the living room. They were all well aware of the danger. When called, everyone would quietly walk into the living room, sit down, and stare in wonderment at the flames, shadows, reflections, the tree, and gifts.
0: I'm sure it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. I just got chills. How many candles do they have?
1: The pictures I've seen have like a couple. I'll put them on the website. There's like a couple clips you know a dozen maybe okay okay um but i mean i got chills reading that because we don't have that same ritual right now i mean i just like toss a blanket of lights on the tree and i'm like yeah oh lit. no but like
0: when i'm sitting in my living room and it's december and it's mm-hmm. the evening and i have my light my tree yeah. on it's like very magical it I, is I, it's, it's, it's,
1: it's magical but i see yeah. how you would want to
0: cling to that old feeling and you get that kind of floaty yeah you're like oh um, he's lighting candlelight uh flutter you know they right it has a good, yeah. good lighting mm-hmm. yeah
1: but you can also buy fake candles that do that as well we used to use them at Elf on the shelf to when we did photo shoots because mm-hmm. it would get too crazy to have real which is a place candles? that olivia worked oh in case and we <laughs>
0: well i've worked there too that's true but
1: <laughs> oh yeah i guess i should have led with i worked for a christmas company yeah. for two years
0: i worked there for three months elf clothing.
1: And then now here we are. I think we have covered it, actually, because we're like... That's true. The origin but in case of our you friendship. missed that episode. Um, yeah. So I am very... Um, what's the word? I'm an expert on Christmas. She is. Um, I know the elves. So if there are kids listening, your elf says hi. Oh, yeah. Yep. They're so about Instagram to come back. I love you. In, yep. Uh, they are. For Thanksgiving. They mm-hmm. are. You should welcome your elves and write letters to them. And yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. So 18th century, people fumbled over candles because they're like, Damn we got to keep buckets of water sand people were like we love this we love the way it looks but this is hella dangerous
0: yeah because this was an era when people's houses <laughs> often had their kitchen like maybe even disconnected because mm-hmm. of the high chance that their kitchen would go start yeah. on fire so yes
1: uh, uh yeah so using candles to light up the christmas tree dates back um a long long time um, it was established mostly in europe germany slavic countries you candle all of that um so mm-hmm. the first candles were glued with wax or pinned to tree
0: branches and super safe pinning yeah. your candle oh, yeah. to a tree
1: mm-hmm. um but of course that means that companies were like oh we can capitalize on this we're yeah. gonna make candle holders and so then they were like actual clips and you can buy them to- on amazon today i went on amazon you can buy a gold clip that will put a tapered candle on your tree oh, and it awesome. like clips to a branch. Oh, cool. It's still okay. very dangerous.
0: Makes it slightly <laughs> more secure than the pin. Yeah. Than just like getting a clothes pin. <laughs> um,
1: okay. So in the 1850s, there is a picture um, or it's, it's not really a picture. It's because it's the 1850s. It's an illustrated London news okay. of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert gathered around a lit Christmas tree with their children british society was like oh snap we have to light all the trees i and want that yeah, they hit the rich people have it i want it too as we have covered um it, it actually got re in another like they drew it it was like in color and then some other sketch artists colored it again in like black and white in another um influential Godies
0: ladies book so like around the same time or a few years later A few years or- later i mean you know things just kind of get yeah, repurposed they, yeah they come back up
1: so then, this is the 1850s, so like, it's real popular. People mm-hmm. are like, they want to light their trees. That, that it's just, it has a special appeal to it. 1882. Notable in the 1880s. Like you mentioned, Thomas <laughs> yeah. Edison is an invention. ta <laughs> yeah. There's the light bulb. Here we are. However, he did not invent string lights. That was actually um, Edward H. Johnson, the vice president of Edison's electric, electric light company. So involved, all of this ties huh. together. Ties. Let's see what I did there? <laughs> um edison actually strung lights around his lab because he wanted people to um he wanted a contract to provide electricity to manhattan so he was like look at all these lights that are strung up in my lab so i mean i guess he was the first person to like actually invent like the little tiny twinkly lights that go okay. all around <laughs> like that... so congrats to him yeah good <laughs> um, job
0: and, so it uh... was his
1: vp that was like let's put it on a christmas tree so he um <laughs> strung up his tree with eighty specifically made red, white, and blue bulbs that he displayed in the window of his Smith Avenue home
0: by having the color like the color of the glass over yes. it. I assume that's yeah. super cool. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great red, invention. white, and blue.
1: Yeah, America,
0: classic An eagle just flew over our podcast. <laughs> you all missed
1: it. Um, actually, the local press ignored the event. Strangely enough, but the festive lights, they were were all off doing something else, lighting candles. But that was the local press. A Detroit newspaper picked it up and that was all he, that was all it needed to make him the father of the electric Christmas tree. Cool. It continues, however, because what's the problem with you being the first person to string your lights up on a Christmas tree? It was very expensive. Um, It would have, let's see. I'm going to read another quote before I get into the expensive part of it. Because a brilliant Christmas tree, how an electrician amused his children, um, was written in the New York Times when they finally picked up his story as well. The article said, A pretty as well as novel Christmas tree was shown to a few friends by Mr. E. H. Johnson, president of the Edison Company for Electric Lighting. Oh, he got an upgrade because he was definitely VP in the first article and now he's president, (laughs) unless one of them just got it wrong. (laughs) Well, I think, yeah, it was a little, these, the, well, everybody was slow to pick it up that's the thing so like no one locally covered it and then detroit covered it and then a few years later so he very well could have been promoted and we're really bad at history um (laughs) so please don't yell at us um no one is going to go (laughs) back and be like oh my god he was totally the president would not be this year not this year um the tree was lighted by electricity and children never beheld a brighter tree or one more highly colored than the children of mr johnson when the current was turned and the tree began to revolve it also revolved (laughs) oh that's amazing and that didn't that didn't stick though our trees don't revolve I mean I guess some do
0: yeah, like department I've seen or them or something. I have a really important I have a really important question yeah do you use colorful lights or do you use white lights or gold light
1: we have colored lights
0: I love colored lights I know I am team colored lights all the way I'm team tacky at but all. I just <laughs> think I think that they're really pretty um it years when I do just like a white tree I'm like I mean that's really nice mm. but I like
1: colored light i think someday when i own a home i don't own a home yet everyone i i'm in an apartment someday I have two trees yes i'm gonna have multiple and i think it i think my mom has a poinsettia tree where she puts like poinsettias kind of tucked in it and it's white lights Mm -hmm. it's really nice but like i live in a like like a two-bedroom apartment and one of the bedrooms is my office Mm -hmm. so i have one tree and everything goes on it all the ornaments oh yeah like everything that i own goes on that tree i love my colorful lights so, yeah i think they're awesome yeah. but i th- i also think that there's it's really pretty to have white lights um mm-hmm. but we're gonna get into that i'm glad you asked that question because the color lights thing comes later because no one was doing that oh um, okay
0: besides mr johnson that one yeah time. because then, he's yeah. a rich mm-hmm. dude you're like
1: the innovator yeah, your vice probably president really
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah a lot of um, work to do that
1: president grover cleveland was the first electrically lit um white house christmas tree oh bah, bah, bah. that's a good but factoid. again president not very commonly distributed yet
0: no but Um, it might go like on a christmas mm -hmm. painting or something
1: definitely people Um, see in the newspaper yes so that tree got america's attention is everybody was like i want that (laughs) um and illuminated christmas trees soon became all the rage however the cost of renting a generator and you had to hire a a Uh, wire because a lot
0: of people might not have even electricity yet. i don't know when you're talking about right now but
1: yeah it's still still around this is 1895 actually mm-hmm. um so it's still that's that's really old actually for string lights um it was around yeah. 300 dollars, which is today's two thousand yeah. dollars two thousand so, dollars to have someone come out and light so your christmas tree people
0: were people had christmas trees but they were putting candles on yes <laughs> okay.
1: they were dangerously so putting crazy. candles on
0: their trees and if you had $2,000 in today's money, yeah. you could possibly install you can get you that fancy new invention it. that
1: they're showing off at the White House. Yeah, oh no,
0: man. I
1: don't know why my rich girl is Southern, but she was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: that, that was a few years. So all the rich people had it and all the poor people had to um, risk fire. Until, <laughs> until 1917, enter... Teen Albert Sadaka. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Albert Sadaka, which is also interesting because in our mail and email episode, which you should all listen to, we had another teen that innovated and created um, email spoiler.
0: Oh, uh, uh, you mean like, yeah, like a teenager? Yeah, he's
1: a teen. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. this guy was a teen. Um, he was really upset by all the fires. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Naturally. To <laughs> make a difference in the world. Yeah,
1: he was like, wow, these are really fiery his family made white novelty lights they were on a string but they were just novelty lights that like would hang up would um illuminate boxes or like art or um display cases and things like that he was like what if we string them up and he is actually the one that like mass produced them to make them cheaper so that everybody could have them that's really cool however it didn't catch on
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's wrong with people they really like their candles i
1: don't know um but you know what made them catch on getting electricity in, in their house homes? no make it well i think by this time everybody it was okay. starting to become more common but we haven't sw- like swapped over to mass producing string lights um okay. actually string lights
0: yeah like well, the kind we think of today
1: yeah what made them catch on was making them multicolored. he yes, was the first because they so much more fun <laughs> and there is a picture of this old retro packaging which if i i'm it's like my goal now in life to find this old version of this box. I'm oh, about to go antiquing fantastic. this year at some point. Are you going to post so a picture try. on our
0: website? Yeah.
1: There's a pic. I already um, kind of set that, that post up, but there's a picture of this old wooden box and it's got this great um <gasps> early um, advertising packaging and it's like, one box maybe had like 12 lights in it because they, they were huge they were like this oh big, yeah I, but and they were glass, like but they know, were the the color that you imagine it's like the pink the purple the pink the the green i said pink twice <laughs> the green the red it was like it, they yeah. were perfect oh yeah um and then that like started selling like hot cakes everybody was like oh yay color because that's um, like a
0: cool new thing that looks different than your candles you yes really rec- creative yeah but,
1: yeah that's so really now cool. we're into all the new stuff um he, it it blew up enough that his family got to form a company around it called the noma electric company or the national outfit manufacturers association which became what a boring name yeah guys do <laughs> better jobs guys, um which became the largest christmas light manufacturer in the world yeah very very cool um that's awesome yeah he also kind of coined the red green and um other color like he had like a red and green set as well but i couldn't find a picture of that they just said it um sadly noma went out of business in 1965 because again there's so many competitors and more and more people are making it they they couldn't compete but man from 1917 to 1965 they were like the wow that's really christmas light um producer so that is, that's kind of the, uh, I kind of went really fast because I was really excited. It is a, It's very <laughs> exciting. Um, so like that is that. the origin of, of, of stringed lights. And so of course those um, went over to backyard stuff, but really it started with Thomas Edison <laughs> stringing them up in his home and not realizing that he could connect it to that sort of ritual because yeah. he was just trying to sell. He was like, yeah, I want to light all Manhattan. But he, what, he didn't have it rooted in um, the ritual, like the, the habit or the, 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 the let's bring it to the people let, let's let's connect it to something i think that is where it was successful mm-hmm. that is where his vp was like let me put it on a tree mm-hmm. oh my
0: gosh um and, and per, that. you know also preventing
1: fires home fires yes oh my god can you Some imagine TV. like being like oh, i don't know that's that's a lot yeah i think i would freak out if a that's fire started my christmas tree okay so now i have my i have a bonus origin which Go you had you it. had a bonus origin of um birthday candles yes i did It was great yeah, so you guys are getting so many orchids all the origins. this episode all right the christmas spider oh yeah the christmas yes, spider yes the christmas spider okay so there are two books i'm gonna buy one on amazon because it's amazon prime but it's only like ten dollars the one i'm gonna buy is called cobweb christmas tradition of tinsel um the other one is called it's from uh this one was more expensive and i couldn't find it on prime they're both like illustrated kids books. Oh, I was going to you say, know, like the these little g- stories. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Um, oh, that sounds fun. The other one is called the spider's gift. A Ukrainian Christmas story, because this is a real thing. <laughs> okay. So in the Ukraine and in Europe, the story is there were a lot of poor families that couldn't afford to decorate their Christmas trees. Okay. Maybe they had candle because they went out and got a whale. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. Um, in Ukraine. Yeah. In the Ukraine. Or it was like smoky, you know, whatever. So they, right. they were, they were poor. But the Christmas spider would come overnight. And when you woke up in the morning, your tree was decorated with a shiny silver strand that is now
0: tinsel. tinsel. Yes. Oh, that is that's... the origin of tinsel. What? Yes. So, what were people using as the first tinsel, though? That, be like, is... hey, kids, there's, because obviously it's reminiscent of a spider web, right? So, there's spider, right. spider web. But, like, what did they use? I mean, I think it actually comes from your Tree would get cobwebs <laughs> they were like the
1: Christmas spider came. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the little port. But that is when like Tinsel actually, I didn't like go too far. Into it no, no, that no. Wasn't I love, what we it. Did. I love but it. I love mean, it. I love spiders and I love that story. And they they said, so now in the Ukraine and on these, it kind of connected to the, those sites that were like pro candle. Um but you should like they say that you should put like a little guardian spider like you should get like an ornament and Aww. then i there's like there's buku's of like spider ornaments out there but it's to or commemorate real spider yeah. oh you can just God. have a little i mean the spider could live in your tree i would love to have a real just spider a little spider yeah i do not think that my boyfriend slash roommate <laughs> would allow me to have a spider um the cats might eat it i don't think so you think my I think my cats would be too scared to eat a spider. My
0: cats eat spiders sometimes.
1: Yeah, but, but. I'm talking like I want a tarantula, like a like a big one. Oh, oh my! I think they would be scared. Yeah, probably. Probably. I don't know though. Little cat, my first cat, <laughs> could surprise me. Right. Um yeah so i thought that was really sweet so i really want to get a cobweb christmas and give it to every child that i know <laughs> <That's really laughs> it could be introduced cute. i guess i could pair it with a spider ornament yeah
0: <laughs> my mom my mom talks about when she was little um tinsel being like a really special fun part of decorating mm-hmm. her tree and i feel like it is definitely very 60s um which is when she yeah. grew up where you put your tinsel on the tree and yeah or ukrainian yeah yeah but i mean like the origin of that oh, that's so cool that's, isn't that great it's it does um, it reminds me of a cobweb <laughs>
1: yes kind of silvery but and... you know how sweet that yeah, like that's great the spider is gonna come like not reindeer not elves a spider is gonna come that's and really decorate cute. your christmas tree yeah. um so yeah everybody check out those those sites but please you know use candles with caution oh i have a candle story i was banned from using <laughs> candles in my home <laughs> because i like to take baths and when i take baths i light all the candles ever but when growing up my childhood home um only my parents had this big bathtub so i think my parents were like out of town and i was like yeah i'm gonna use the big you know jacuzzi you bath and mm-hmm. i lit a bunch of candles and i kind of lit some blinds on a fire um so my parents <laughs> came home and saw the black spot my mom was like you're banned from lighting a candle forever in this home i think this was like sophomore year of high school uh-huh. and so of course i didn't leave home
0: until two years later so was i was deprived two long years of not being able to <laughs>
1: yes but then i lived in a dorm and dorms are very anti-candle as well do yeah because of fire hazards so like when i got my first apartment i all bought i bought like a dozen candles and i was like light them up for days these are all mine yay candles so that,
0: that's, that's awesome yeah when we had the recent uh hurricane hurricane irma we had to light our candles and we had a similar situation that you have which is that we only had maybe five candles and they were all scented yeah so we had like the bottle of the scents happening <laughs> but we had to put them all in one room because we had to have enough light and it mm-hmm. still was not very much light and it was really miserable yeah I can't even imagine still not having power. Like if I was, you know. Yeah, I took you Rica, guys so. in as
1: my little refugees. We,
0: you, oh yeah, you did. I did. <laughs> Day two of no power and we were like, we need to come over, yeah, charge our is, phones. I feel real bad for those ancient. I always anything past a hundred years is ancient to me. Yeah, I was relisting, or I was <laughs> listening to our episode on plaids and, plaid and scarves, and you're talking about what is modern. And you, I mean, you're literally like, uh, I mean, if it's not within the last twenty years, then it's, it's not basically modern. ancient.
1: Every year it goes into retro. I consider anything ancient past. I think <laughs> earlier than 1800s. I'm like, that is ancient. It's just no. Too actually, old. when did Columbus? Sorry, when was Columbus again? That was the 1400s. Okay, so anything earlier. And let's say the twelve hundreds. Actually, when is Game of Thrones? <laughs> well, Game of Thrones does it's not fictional. exist. on I know. the current. But if
0: it plane if it did, existence.
1: because I feel like Game of Thrones is like medieval, like where people. It's like, supposed to be medieval. When is that though? They're ancient. No, they're not quite ancient.
0: Um, don't a lot of people say that it has to do with the wars in England and Ireland that the Game of Thrones does kind oh, of? Oh yeah, of that he like modeled it after. So there's there is a definite historical time period you could identify.
1: You know, I'm gonna put that thirteen hundreds. I said yeah, it. That's, that's my me. guess. We need to look that up. Um, I think that's if you listen to our first episode on dragons, um, we were kind of talking about what if a dragon was real? And if George yeah. R. Martin really did model his Game of Thrones after um real events, like what if I'm just I'm just saying, like what if he knows something we don't? Like what if <laughs> Okay, we've gotten really off tangent, but thank you so much for listening to our holiday rituals um, around light. We're calling it rituals of light around candles and string lights. And we hope that you enjoy um, your lights a little bit more of this holiday season. You can
0: impress people you can impress parties. them with your knowledge and if you do decide to revert back to candles Jeez. on your trees i mean let us know yeah send us a send picture, in photos uh, tell us why you're on board and we will have a couple other uh, uh holiday themed episodes coming up for yeah. you after oh you know what i have a correction i have a correction go for it, everyone's Additions i know attic. you're
1: all waiting on bated breath right now Plaid scarves um so I was talking about houndstooth and a friend of mine was dying laughing because I couldn't remember the name I called it the roll tide pattern it is houndstooth and I said that oh Nick Saban I said that he had the hat I was very wrong that was Paul Bryant that was Paul the bear Bryant who wore the hat that made it the houndstooth pattern thingy
0: so all of your friends in all Alabama my, can relax yeah all my Alabama friends were like oh you got that really wrong. And Literally I was like, none of those names mean anything to me. So <laughs> you got it right in my book. But I
1: appreciate the correction. Uh, but
0: people really care a lot about that kind of no, stuff. they, they, they do. Think. Oh, I and just, I have another yeah. correction
1: is Burberry. it's Burberry Burberry not Burberry
0: yes (laughs) and
1: I and I knew that I did but I didn't want to correct you 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 should have you were so cute this is a casual (laughs) I don't do fashion um I get my clothes from the thrift store most of the time or I online shop and I don't pronounce things in my head when I online shop so for all I know and I when I do I don't think I've ever heard someone say Burberry out loud actually like that's I don't run (laughs) in (laughs) those (laughs) servers uh I think those are all my corrections. Also, follow us on Instagram. We're starting. Um, if you haven't seen, our mini sods are going to have little illustration
0: competitions where yep, we're you can going guess to guess what phrases we might cover.
1: Yes, we have the very talented Jenny Wentling. Oh my god, that's, her last, that's how you pronounce it, right? Wintling? Yes. Okay. We have the very ta- sorry, Jenny. Um, we have the very power. Uh, powerful. She's powerful too. You know. <laughs> the very talented. Jenny Wetling is doing illustrations for us, and she's going to be combining two to three of our phrases that we cover in our mini styles. Mm-hmm. And so, the first person that can say, Hey, I bet these are the two phrases that you guys have combined
0: into this awesome illustration, you'll get a prize. You'll get a prize. Yep. And if you have suggestions for phrases or words, we're always mm-hmm. up for those and do we have any other announcements we um i don't nope. think so nope follow us online at the
1: origins instagram facebook at the origins of podcast
0: and check back in soon for more episodes thanks guys this podcast was produced by Johnny doves in atlanta georgia
1: visit us online at the or to help us support this podcast visit our patreon page at patreon.com slash the origins of I love candles.